This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined again with Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim, good to see you. Good to see you, Brian. Thanks for joining me for this. We're going to jump right into, right into topic as we normally do. But before we do that, just want to encourage everybody uh, to go to practicalshepherding.com, our website, if you for additional resources, ways we could be helpful to you. You can contact us and, and write us if you'd like, even if you have a suggestion of something you'd like us to tackle on this podcast. You can go there and write us and uh, and give that suggestion. You can also go to to Facebook and other social media outlets to be able to to send that uh, suggestion to us. Also, if there's anybody who would be willing to in, to help us financially support the ministry, you can go to the website and go to the donate page and do that. That would be a, a big help to us as we we start into the second half of the year and we have big plans and dreams about the stuff in the ministry. And a lot of it will come down to how much funding we have. So we would love for you to help us if you'd be willing to to do that. Jim, speaking of social media, that's what we're going to talk about today. In fact, as we just celebrated our 100th episode, I'm not sure we've ever talked about So, I mean, it's come up, We certainly. touched on it. Yeah, we, we touched, touched on it a little bit, yeah. But to have a whole episode focused on social media is what we want to try to tackle today. I know this can be risky territory, but we know it's such a big part of our lives. And pastors can really get distracted by it. And from their ministries, mm. and but and yet we want to also recognize that social media can be used as a wonderful tool for ministry if it's used well. So we want to be able to take a minute to talk about this. So to set this up, Jim, what are, what are some texts we want to be thinking about that would apply to us thinking about how we use social media? Brian, there's a multitude of texts in the scriptures that deal with the whole matter of our words and and really the often the danger of our words, uh, excess words, unnecessary words, uh, unedifying words, uh, words that are not carefully guarded in regard to whether or not we really know uh, a thing or so is true. Uh, I mean, Jesus goes so far as to say about our words that by our words we will be justified and by our words we'll be condemned. And obviously we need to understand the broader context of that. But if we we could put that in regard to things like tweets, by your tweets (laughs) thou shalt be justified, and and certainly by thy tweets thou shalt be condemned. Certainly. And uh, I think that there is uh, in this, and I think we, we need to deal with both our own when I say our use of, of it, that is what, what we write, but then I think also what we consume yeah. and how that affects us. And you know what we write or choose not to write is going to some degree affect uh, our ministry, our reputation, how people think about us, and, and what we consume. And this is something I have found lately that even just trying to consume or or when you when you try to take it in it can be i i rarely walk away from that refreshed let me put it that way you just I dra- rare, you're I, drained I, instead i right? I, I often yeah. find myself discouraged despairing and drained and that's maybe you know that's maybe we can talk about both of those things right. uh, uh and so whether we when we talk about even you know what whether we should use it and how we use it it's both what we produce in terms of content and then our our intake. So maybe we talk about those two things. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, and you bring up an interesting point when you're talking about the use of our words and things. That that really speaks to the uh, to how to the use of it in a lot of ways. 
and as well as cons- consumption of it. But I, I, Philippians four comes to mind for me. You know, whatever is good, right, lovely, and pure, dwell on these things. And and I think what we need to remember about social media is that these are things that we dwell on. Mm. We, we just spend time staring at all the for a long periods of time sometimes. And and so I think we have to keep that in mind when we think about how much we are consuming social media and to be aware of what it does to us. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's been most helpful for me is is to actually be able to acknowledge in a moment, you know, okay, I, I, I'm this is what Twitter is doing to me is I'm just read a few mm-hmm. things. I'm getting off. Like right. I'm, I'm getting off. And um and I'm not telling everybody I'm getting off, right? I'm just gonna get off of Twitter or whatever the social right. media outlet is. And that but we want to get on we want to get into those things because we want to talk about ways this is a blessing, but we also want to talk about uh, ways this can be harmful. That that mm-hmm. we want to be warned about this uh, as pastors. So let's uh, let's start on the positive though. Let's start with the blessing side, Jim. What what are some of the ways you've seen social media be used, or even that you've tried to use social media because you think it's a way to be a blessing to people who read it? Well, several things. I, I think first of all, sharing things that are edifying. Uh, and, you know, the, and so I mean, preeminent among those is, is sharing of certain biblical texts, uh, sharing a passage from a book or a line or two from a book that you've really profited from, or even promoting uh, a certain book that you've you've never heard of, but you you come across it through social media. Uh, the sharing of prayer requests, right. uh, um, allowing one. people uh, into your life at a time when you're you're hurting and vulnerable. I've seen the encouragement that comes through somebody that's maybe very very discouraged and and uh, depressed, and they are, are vulnerable and they post about it, and 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 sometimes you know they they wind up getting thousands of responses because it's shared and. You know, people they don't know just come alongside and say, we're praying for you and uh, love you, hang in there, that sort of a thing, I think can be very uh, helpful and edifying. Uh, Obviously, the ability to keep up with people who are far away. I have friends in England. I have good friends in Africa and Zambia and other parts of the world. Uh, To follow up uh, a quick word about what's going on, posting of family pictures, um, keeping in track with my uh, family that's spread out across the country, and you know, those sorts of things I, I find uh, helpful, encouraging, edifying. Yeah, no, that's good. You covered a lot of the ones that I would have, you know, that I would have listed. Uh, I I want to reiterate how I think that social media, in in using it to ask for prayer, mm-hmm. um, is a is a really good thing. And I know that that can even become either you know maybe trite or you know or even. Can, people can read into motives behind it or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but I still think from the from the from the purest use of it, it it allows word to spread quickly and almost to rally a bunch of people around whatever you want to share, sure. and and so prayer seems to be one of the best ways you know to use that, and I have to say that that that's one of the ways that that God has kind of just surprised me in the way he's he's at work when you put something up there say asking people to pray there are actually people who who genuinely take the time to pray, and you're you really are uh, bringing people together to mm. be able to do that. So, so I think that's great. Um, I would say that uh, social media, uh, and, and there's a balance with this, but but one of the blessings of social media is to be able to get information to people 
that you normally would not be able to get to them. Mm-hmm. And and I, I find that a that's a blessing. There's things I find out about I would not find out about if even if I read the newspaper, you know, and that that was going to be it. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, you're you're hearing from people you know in a way that unless you're you know going to talk to them on the phone or you're emailing or something like that, you you know you maybe wouldn't wouldn't hear about. So mm-hmm. I I want to acknowledge the spread of information through social media is a blessing. It's it's a gift from God. And yet, it, it obviously there's a dark side to that. But, yeah, there are but, ministries we wouldn't know about, you know, right. books we wouldn't know about, pastors we wouldn't know about, uh, friends we wouldn't have, uh, in a, even though there maybe are virtual friends. Yeah, but friends we wouldn't have if it weren't for social media. So, and, and from as far as from a ministry standpoint, with even this ministry, you know, I would say that um, we have found a niche. That uh, that I believe is is helpful to people, and it's why it's why we do it. I, I'll be honest with you: if if I hadn't figured out a niche that seems to be helpful to people with this ministry and the way we use it on social media, by talking about ministry stuff on social yeah, media, we're not talking about your TikTok dance videos. That, that, that's that's right. really good. Yeah, right. Yeah, go check those out. By the way, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know. <laughs> my my kids are, but um, yeah, and and the 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 plethora of social media outlets is just insane at this right. point too, right? So. But I, I want to, especially a lot, a lot of you who listen to this also follow us on social media and interact with us on social mm-hmm. media. And, uh, you know, I, I want to just go ahead and say that one of the things we try to focus on is, is not just a niche that, that fits us, but the ways you have told us were helpful. We don't, I personally don't use social media to have political arguments or to stir up fights and those kinds of things. I just, I just don't. I refuse to use it that way. And, and I know that other people do, but I don't use it that way because most of the time it's not helpful for me. And, and maybe this is the time to, to shift to maybe some of the, the warnings yeah. of, of social media because there are blessings to it and ways to be able to let people know about ministry and prayer. But, man, it's this stuff turns really fast, doesn't it? Like what are some of the warnings you think we need to be – because I, there's people listening to this, and, Jim, we have friends who I have church members, I have friends, I have past, pastors who who use social media to 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 uh, advocate for certain things, mm-hmm. uh, use social media to 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 press some controversial buttons, they use yeah. it to 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 deal with pol- politics. That so social media is often used as a tool to to have to have discussions, but then turn into conflicts and arguments. I've tried to stay away from that, but I also know that there's a lot of people that, that disagree with me on that. So I don't know. Yeah, I, and Brian, I just try to pick my fights with that and ask, you know, where, where is what's needed here? I mean, there there is a right way to provoke one another. Hebrews 10 brings that out. That right. And we we stir each other up to love and to good works. I think there are there are issues sometimes that need to be questioned and confronted. But I think, you know, as as far as general principles you know, from God's Word, because the book of Proverbs, if, if you steep yourself in Proverbs and what Proverbs says about communication, that's very helpful. Then you have summary statements like in James 3, 17, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial, and sincere, and you know those words. I think uh, uh, ought to mark the way that we uh, communicate. You also have uh, James' earlier words there. He says in chapter one and verse 
19, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, in the, the whole use of the tongue and what a fire, what a forest fire is you know, set ablaze by a tiny spark mm-hmm. and how your tongue can be that spark while your keyboard can be that spark. And it it can be used to inflame in ways that that are ultimately not edifying, you know. And there is also text in the scriptures about being about meddling in a business not your own, right? It's like you know grabbing a dog by its ears. I think the proverb says, and you come alongside and say, so "Yeah, do I need to participate in this? Is this is this for me? Is this affecting?" the people in my congregation? What's my aim? What's my goal? What am I trying to do? Am I, am I just trying to stir things up? Uh, it, it, and if I am, is, is this a way that's really going to lead to winning a person and even you know rightly winning an argument? I don't know how many people have ever been persuaded by a, by a, a tweet or by a text you know, to change their view or change, you know, and so there's a lot of things that just, it winds up becoming inflammatory. And, you know, do we retreat? Uh, do we try to correct it? What do we try to do in that kind of a situation? Yeah. And I think for a man who is, who is a pastor, and this is, you know, part of what obviously who we're addressing here today, who needs to focus his heart and his mind upon what he's going to preach on and upon the people that are before him and upon the needs of his congregation. Is this detracting from that? Is it distracting from his ability to be able to lovingly shepherd, you know, his people? So that's, I think, a part of a question. It's a good point. And and another, along the lines of what you're talking about, as far as one of the main things that pastors are facing that I think we, we should address is pastors are getting pressure from from church members and even others to say, you need to be commenting mm-hmm. on these issues of the pandemic. You you need to be commenting on the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and mm-hmm. all the. You need to be on social media commenting about politics uh, in an election year. Right. And and I I think that's one of the the hard questions that that pastors are getting. I have my own thoughts, but I want to, and I'm not sure that. I mean, there's going to be obviously people that will disagree with them. Pastor thoughts should pastors feel obligated to respond on social media when in, in volatile times like this? Well, first of all, you're under no obligation to even be on social media. Okay, and, and so you know, you there's that's a good the, thing the, to highlight. For I, mean, I think we have to highlight. I mean, listen, the Bible sets our agenda. I mean, some of the greatest preachers and pastors I know don't have Twitter and. You know, I don't know. I'm sure they could figure it out. They're intelligent men. They don't. Have, they're not on Facebook. They're not on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, again, they maybe have their TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, you've got. They're not on Instagram. They're not posting about the great French toast they had or their latest cup of coffee and their open Bible or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're not doing that um, because they're too busy doing doing things. So I don't think you're under what we are under obligation to do is what the Bible says we're under obligation to yeah. do. Yeah. And so we have to ask ourselves in the pursuit of, of that, do I feel any obligation? So shepherd the flock that's among you. Mm-hmm. And if, if my flock is on here and my flock is being influenced or my flock's being attacked. Now I've ha- I've had a situation where I have some in my congregation who have been attacked so I do feel an obligation then to jump in and to defend and to, and to say something. Okay. But yep. but 
uh, I kind of set the parameters in my own mind about why I'm on social media and, and what I do in social media. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's twofold really. One is I have a family oriented side to that and that, so that's mostly Facebook or Instagram. And that lets, I'm one of 11 kids and I've got a, I've a, you know, a large number of nieces and nephews and, you know, my brothers and sisters and in-laws that want to see pictures of the kids. So now as my kids have gotten older, that's really drained. Now that's going to, you know, perk up again, Lord willing, in the middle of September yeah, when the first I'm, I'm grandbaby sure it, comes. I'm sure that will. So when yeah. the grandbaby comes, keep you know, an eye on Jim's Facebook right. in about so four months. Be, okay? It won't be. Yeah. And so it's not going to be, <laughs> you know, so it was, you know, promoting the kids and showing pictures of the kids growing up. Well, they're kind of grown up now. So there's just not, yeah. you know, there's not a whole lot since my son went to college. There's hadn't been as, as much with that. So I do that. And then the other thing is either to, uh, promote things in a distinctly edifying way. And so a lot of what I do is I'll I'll post scripture. Now, sometimes I will post scripture in light of certain events. And so I'm, I'm drawing attention to, at least in my own understanding, what the word of God has to say about uh, a, a certain thing. So like, for instance, if a politician, an old video arises of him saying something horrible and ghastly, I might point, you know, post something about, you know, what you say in secret is going to be shouted from the housetops mm-hmm. and, and how words are a revealer uh, of, of a heart or in light of, you know, I think, a, a legitimate understanding of that there, there, there is such, there does exist such a thing as oppression in the world. Something out of Ecclesiastes about the tears of the oppressed and how oppressors are often in a place of uh, of power and nobody sympathizes. Now that that you know that's three thousand years old, you know. But but it's a recognition that this does happen in societies, yeah. and that God does care about those things. Uh, you know, some of the issues relating to sex abuse in the church or. Uh, denominations, including, you know, at least when this was happening among some Reformed Baptists and there was a cover-up that was going on, I felt to the degree that I could, I, I should say something about yeah. that. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, and I think we also have to realize, you know, how big a voice do we have? I, I think some men need to realize that they are, they have a far bigger audience and that their voice is far weightier maybe than they think. And so you got to be really, really careful. And then there are other guys who like, nobody's listening to you. You know, I mean, you, you, you're, you, you need to understand what your platform is and who you are yeah. in that. So you said, you said something that that is important. You said pastors aren't obligated to be on social media. Um, I, I would, um, I mean, I would affirm that. I, I want to be clear though, and say that kind of a version of that. I don't believe pastors are obligated to say anything on social media, right? Exactly. So and, that's a and, corollary. And the that. reason I the reason I say that is that that pastors are getting that pressure uh, on these on these different volatile issues. Pastors are not obligated to uh, pastors are not obligated to say anything on social media about these controversies. Pastors are obligated. I want to be clear to to say something about these things to their congregations. Mm. So when it comes to the pandemic, when it comes to the the Black Lives Matter movement. When it when it comes to, I mean, even I mean, even politics in an election year. I think we have to be careful with that. But there, I want to draw a distinct line that I think it's really fuzzy between what we say on social media 
and what we are responsible to for our to our flock. So I remember when everything kind of when when there's everybody's arguing on social media about the pandemic and you wear masks, you don't wear masks, the stuff around that. And I didn't say anything on social media around the controversy, but I addressed it in our church, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. So I think that first Peter five is important to shepherd the flock that is among you. We have a unique responsibility to the flock that's among us. We do not have a unique responsibility to our social media followers. I think regardless on how many followers that you may have. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a, not much. I've gotten a little grief of, of people thinking I'm supposed to say some more things on these issues. And I've just, I just feel no obligation. That's not how I want to use social media. Do I have opinions about these things? I do. So I think that's another thing that is a misnomer. If you don't say, share every opinion you have on social media, people assume you maybe don't have one. And that's not true. Maybe social media is not the way that some people want to share their and, and there's something about the immediacy of social media, you know, to comment right away. You yeah, you know, can't like sit you, with an email for the, for the day, and, can you? You know, because this happened, and isn't it obvious that this is what's going on? And sometimes it's not obvious what's going on. Yeah. Uh, a video clip online or, or something like that or one line taken out of a, a 500-page book and it's promoted like, oh, this person is this or that. And, and and sometimes you really don't know. And so you don't know enough to defend and say, no, he, he, he is right, or enough to condemn. And I think we need right. to be very careful with that. I, I, I think that... I think you just articulated probably my my just my greatest caution with social media and pastors, everybody in in general, but specifically pastors. The one big danger of social media is your ability to put something out there without very little thought about it. So you know that that email you want to write somebody in the church or that mm. meeting you want to have with them to deal with a conflict. Like most of the time. And if a pastor's wise and he's about to send a hard email, you almost want to write it and sit with it for a day yeah. and come back to it. With social media is this temptation to just immediately just knee-jerk reaction, respond. And that's where I think a lot of people get themselves in, in trouble. And on top of that, I also, in a conflict, I also encourage – like you don't ever deal with conflict in an email. You, mm. you meet face-to-face. And so – that's a principle I live by. I encourage everybody to do not deal with conflict in, in email or in a written word. And yet that's exactly what, in, in a lot of ways, social media is, is these arguments around words. You can't read tone. You don't get, you're not talking face-to-face right. with people. So those would be my cautions to just put out there in general. Be careful what any of our sinful hearts are capable of doing with, with a knee-jerk reaction without having to put too much thought into into something and then trying to deal with conflict in a in a written format i think is is risky in general it doesn't matter whether it's social media or email or whatever it is yeah and i think brian you're right in saying uh, i would encourage this you know that there's a difference between our addressing this you know uh in in that platform versus not addressing it at all uh, these words of jc ryle in his book holiness he talks about that and he says you know the man who is content to sit ignorantly by his own fireside wrapped up uh, in his own private affairs and has no public eye for what is going on in the church and the world as a miserable citizen and a poor style of Christian. Hmm. And he's just saying that, you know, there are things that we need to bring the Word of God to bear. Brian, let's talk real quickly about how taking in, we've been mm-hmm. about putting out. Let's That's talk true. just real quickly about taking in. I mentioned before, Brian, I, I, I rarely walk away from particularly Twitter edified. 
Um, I, I, I some time ago I went and I unfollowed, and I've had I've I mute and I block certain things. I just do because. I, I do find some benefit in it. Obviously, as I wouldn't be doing it, uh, you know, so there are things I do enjoy. There are things that it's a good way to get some information. Right. But I scroll with trepidation. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Yeah. And when I see certain names and certain people and certain things, I, I just, I feel hopeless or I, I get angry. I was off. Uh, I am on Facebook now. Um, and I, I had was all, I was on it years ago. I got off it for, I can't remember. I think somewhere around eight years I was off. And then a couple of years ago I got back on because I got involved with a certain community of people and that was how they shared mm-hmm. information. But I realized that I was judging people on mm. the basis of what they posted online in ways I never would have just through my personal interaction with them, things I would not, you know, so. Right, right. And I thought, oh, I'm getting so, you know, discouraged by this, or you know, one thing here or one thing there, and it was clouding the way that I viewed them. So, you know, they would post something and I, what I thought was stupid or ignorant or sinful, and it affected the way that I view them. I thought, if I weren't on Facebook, I would have never known this. Now, again, it's out there, you know, so it's real, and so I can't just bury my head in the sand about it. Right. But I thought uh, it was it was unduly affecting my, my thoughts about certain people. It was sure. controlling my thoughts too much about certain people. Okay. Yeah, I, I think... I'm with you. I, I've had to grow aware, and I think every I think every person has to do this. I think every pastor in particular, one, we have to be mindful how much time we're on social media, mm-hmm. and two, what is it doing to our own soul? And there's layers of ways that pastors in particular can be affected by it. We've got just the, the intake of what we're seeing. We're thinking about wh- how we might use it. We're thinking about the pressure other people are putting on us to use it. And then you add to that, uh, seeing ch- the way your church members use it, which probably could be its own episode that we talk about. And yeah, to, I think maybe we need to, to talk about that, that because but, particularly when they're fighting and arguing online. But I'm just I'm I'm acknowledging that social media reveals a lot about that. That I get I'm more concerned when I look at social media from from a church member standpoint than I'm encouraged. So uh, you know I I think that um, we have to be aware of how, like you said, how it's affecting you. I. I try to limit the time. I try to ask myself, even when I'm on, it's like, okay, one, how am I feeling? I, I, you know, am I encouraged to be on this right now? And and by the way, there are moments you catch a, you know, you catch a, a video or a post or something that really does encourage you. That it's not a, it's not a setup question. Or makes say, you laugh. And it or just, makes you it, laugh. Yeah, right. It's just helpful in that, that way. Or, and, right. and 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 I'm a, I'm aware of that too. When I hit that moment, is yeah. when I, when I see you know. To, to laugh and to see something genuinely funny and be you know affected by it, that's a good thing like there's moments of social media that's why I'm on it is there's moments that that do lift my soul and encourage me and like I didn't see a see an update from somebody see you know a prayer request and of somebody I love and care about and I yeah. wouldn't have known about it otherwise so we, we need to be aware of uh, how we're consuming it but I would say just how, monitoring how much and last thing I'll say is I think we need to be mindful of of when we're consuming it. Mm. Uh, I think it can be dangerous to consume it at, at different times. So at, at night when we're tired mm. and uh, and we're trying to have our minds shut down to go to sleep. I, I, I've actually talked to people who have trouble sleeping and I'll ask them, you know, like, 
what are you doing? What are you doing right before you're going to bed? What, like, well, I'm on Facebook for an hour before I go to bed. That actually might be part of the problem. Right. If you're having trouble sleeping, your mind's trying to shut down. And there's studies about a screen in front of mm-hmm. you with lights. To, mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I, that, that would be the last thing I'd say about consumption is be mindful of not just how much time and what you're looking at, but when you do it mm-hmm. uh, and how that might be uh, affecting you. So any final thought, Jim, before we before, – and we could say a lot more about this, but let's, we want to real wrap it up. Yeah, we could. I mean, I guess it gets down to you know Paul's statement to the – uh, Corinthians, let all things be done on edification, yeah. and 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 that means our own edification and the edification of others. There's a so much in the world that tears down and that tears other people down, and that that acts as walls and wedges. Which, as I always say, Satan is all about walls and wedges. Mm-hmm. And you know whatever you know, whatever we can do um, to pull those things out. And I try to remind myself again when I. I see a post or from somebody or something I think is obnoxious or over the top or imbalanced in an unhelpful way. That this is a person, you know, that this is an image bearer, it's a brother or sister in Christ, and there's probably some hurt behind what they're what they're posting or frustration, and 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 try to you know humanize that person so they don't get demonized in my own heart. So. That's good. Last thing I'll say is. Before you do anything on social media, if you get in the habit of just asking yourself, is this going to be helpful to people? Yeah. Uh, because I think a lot of times social media b- becomes a place to rant mm-hmm. and we want somebody to listen. And I, I, I get that desire for that. But I, I want to encourage you to make the extra time to go to a friend and sit down face to face who you can safely rant with mm. um, as a maybe more healthy uh, avenue to be able to do that. So... Having said that, let me take a minute and pray for each of you listening to this around this issue. Lord, we uh, pray you would help us uh, to to pursue your will for our lives, and that includes how we consume and how we use social media. We recognize the benefits and the blessings, but we also see the curses and the, the warnings behind it. Help us, Lord, to, to use it in a way that's encouraging and helpful to, to your people. Lord, help us to, to dwell on whatever is pure, right, good, lovely, and that you would help us uh, to use this in a way that ultimately glorifies you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.